Welcome to Mental Health and You. This podcast brings you the best information and advice from across the Norfolk and Suffolk Foundation Trust. Every fortnight, we will hear from one of our specialist areas, be it school and parent support, the recovery college, well-being or research. Welcome to the Peer Support Podcast. Today's podcast is all about stages of recovery and is presented to you by Rachel, that's me, Holly. Hello everyone. Andrea. Hi everybody. And we are all peer support workers who work within the wellbeing service. Today's podcast will cover a brief introduction as to what peer support workers are, what are the stages of recovery, and showing peer support workers lived experiences of working through the stages of recovery. We hope that you come away from today's podcast with an understanding of what the stages of recovery are. So just to introduce peer support work, if you've not heard of this before. So peer support workers all have their own experience of living with mental health challenges. And we use our experience of this with others, along with our recovery stories to offer hope. We use our experience of recovery to help people make sense of what they're going through and to explore what may support them in their own recovery. Recovery is a very personal thing and means different things for different people. Our podcast today will be showing peer support workers experiences of moving through the stages of recovery, including what helped, the challenges that we have overcome and what recovery looks like for us. So before we get into that discussion, I just thought I'd briefly cover what the stages of recovery are. And there's five different ones. The first one is the stage of being overwhelmed. It does exactly what it says on the tin, to be honest. This is at the point where everything is overwhelming and is a little bit too much. It might be the stage that you're experiencing some kind of mental health crisis as well. The second stage is about making sense of your experience and perhaps the crisis that you've just been having. Stage three is all about preparing to make changes. Stage four is about making changes. And stage five is about integrating the whole experience as we move forward through our recovery and into the rest of our lives. So like I said, I'm joined today by Holly and Andrea, who are both peer support workers within the wellbeing service. And today's podcast is really going to be these two guys kind of sharing how they do different stages looked for them. So we'll start with stage one, which is the feeling of being overwhelmed and possibly at this point experiencing a crisis. So Andrea, do you mind if we start with you and how this might have looked for you when you were feeling overwhelmed? Yeah, yeah. Well, when when I was feeling overwhelmed, I was literally unable to do anything. Uh, Before feeling overwhelmed and in this stage, life for me was going to work nine till five, um, going out with my friends, um, I've had a three-year-old son, so spending lots of time with him. But when this stage hit, I wasn't able to do any of that. And I spent most of my time literally in bed, sleeping. Okay, thank you. Holly, what about you? Is, is your experience of sort of feeling overwhelmed similar to Andrea's or was yours a little bit different? Um, very similar, actually, in, in a lot of ways. Um, for me, um, it was a very difficult time. A lot of things had happened at once, as as, as it quite often does in life. Um, my, my nan had passed away. Um, 
I'd just lost a job and a few other things had happened all at the same time. But for me also was this at this stage I was I was completely overwhelmed and all I literally all I could do was was stay in bed and sleep was was all I did at this stage. Um and the thought of doing anything else was just felt impossible mm. um to be honest. Um and yeah, my, my answer to to that was to sleep to to kind of I suppose cope with with all the difficult feelings I was having at at that time. Yeah, so it kind of sounds like you and Andrea, in in that respect, had a had a similar response, you know, yeah. to feeling sort of overwhelmed and and those kind of feelings of like you say everything's just rather impossible and and very difficult and you know my experience would be the same actually that actually I just needed to opt out of the world for a bit you know and and that for me happened very much by putting the duvet over my head and pretending it it didn't exist and um, yeah a a difficult time to, to sort of be there and so the second sort of stage once we've been in that sort of stage of you know like we said of of feeling very overwhelmed and you know things are feeling really quite dark then the next stage is all about making sense of our experience and and possibly that that crisis that we've just been through so Holly if you don't mind I'll I'll kind of come to you first in in this one so how did that look like for you when you were kind of coming out of that you know that overwhelm stage and and now starting to start make sense of of what was going on yeah I think for me at this stage it it was the realization that was hitting me that um um something wasn't right and um I didn't know exactly what or or how to 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 manage that but I I knew that I didn't want to stay in in the dark place that I was in at that time I think um at that stage you know I was slowly becoming aware that um something was wasn't right and that changes need to happen needed to happen but I wasn't yet ready to to make those changes or or not I wasn't even aware of what what those changes might need to be I was just aware that I was in a place that I didn't want to stay in. Mm. Think, like you point. say, it, it's that feeling of, you know, you, you might sort of have the sensation of being at a crossroads or yes. the feeling of, yeah. well, you know, that overwhelm stage was really difficult. That's a really difficult period of time that I've just come through. And I'm glad that I'm, I'm seeing the other side of it. But like you say, it's like, well, okay, something's not quite right here. Something's not mm. quite feeling as it should. I know that actually, you know, th- this is not how I want to be or, or how things, you know, yeah, I was wanting them to be for me, but actually not knowing where that was going to take me or, you know, so I've understood that I've come through this, but I actually don't know the other side of it. What about Absolutely. you, Andrea? Would you kind of sort of say your sort of experience of, of making sense of things is similar to Holly's or sort of different? It's, it's actually it's funny because when Holly was speaking it's almost like she took the words right out of my mouth you know it's ex- exactly how I felt um, you know I, before when when I was um, feeling very overwhelmed um, I didn't have any interest in anything and actually at this stage I still didn't have any interest in anything 
but I had the sense that maybe I should be, you know, so I hadn't been practicing any self-care, not brushing my teeth, you know, not able to make myself a, a cup of tea, not spending any time with my son. But as Holly said, I knew that something had to change. Um, it was it was also the time where I found myself in crisis. So knowing that things weren't right and something needed to change, but maybe that I couldn't, feeling that I wasn't a good enough mum, I wasn't a good enough wife and, and had thoughts that maybe my family would be better off without me. So there was some of that at this stage as well. Yeah, like you say, those, those kind of difficult feelings that can kind of follow us through you know regardless of the fact that we've we've come through sort of the first stage which I guess you could say is, is, is one of the hardest ones to come through isn't it when we're all yeah. kind of feeling sort of very overwhelmed but yeah like like you said still still making sense of of what I've just been through what I am going through but also sitting with those very difficult feelings of actually this is really hard this is really difficult and I've got these thoughts and feelings which yeah quite difficult to kind of sit with but also in a way helping me to make sense of of what I'm going through in terms of you know I'm really not been very well I need to like you say look at self-care I need to be looking after myself but also like Holly has said in terms of well, how do I do that what's mm. the next kind of stage what's the next step and you know the next stage is is really preparing to make changes and and Holly it was interesting you were saying about the previous stage where um you were you know understanding that things weren't quite right but you really weren't ready to make any of those changes that you knew that you you perhaps were needing to make so yes. for you Holly how how did you know when you were ready to make changes was there was something that changed or was it just sort of naturally through the the course of time um I I think it was I to be honest I think it was just through time you know yeah. it, it happened organically and I just remember I remember um talking a lot a lot to a lot of different people and and going over and over and over things um uh, a lot as well so the people that I was um speaking to I'm sure must have felt like I sounded like a broken record but nevertheless it was a very important process that I needed to go through I needed to talk through those feelings that I had those very difficult feelings and thoughts that I had in order to process what I was going through and to, to get get through the, this very difficult um period of of my life mm. and um not only did I do that, but I spent a lot of my time, um, rightly or whether it was helpful to me, as I look back now, I'm not sure, but I did mm -hmm. certainly spent a lot of time on the internet, um, mm -hmm. Googling a lot, a lot of things, and trying to make sense of, of how I was feeling and what I was experiencing. Um, because I'm, I, I'm not a massive book, book person um, in terms of um researching in that way but of course the internet is very ready available to oh, us oh it's so, <laughs> so it? you know two o'clock in the morning when you, you fancied a bit of oh let's just find out a bit about this and absolutely yeah yeah like you say holly hindsight's great and when we look back and go oh was that really the the best thing for me to doing but we kind of do what feels right at the time don't we yes. I mean I know I spent a long time in this stage you know I prepared to make changes for 
absolutely ages and you know I was the queen of self-help books so I would read them make some notes read another one make some notes read another one make some notes and you know that's that's kind of what I felt that I needed to do at that point because it kind of took my focus off the previous stages so when I was feeling overwhelmed when I was feeling you know I couldn't function this this for me made my brain kind of uh, engage and sort of fizz for, for want of a better expression because I felt like I was taking charge I was I felt like I was I was doing something but like, like we said hindsight is great and with hindsight it's like yeah you spent a long time there Rachel and you got all of this information which was great did you do anything with it the answer to that was no you know I had all these tips and tools and techniques and just needed more and more and you yeah. know I would have I've got to a point where actually no we, we need to do sort of something with this information and Andrew is, is your experience of you know preparing make changes sort of any kind of different to ours? Yeah very different um, my preparing to make changes was kind of forced on me in a way um, due to my family circumstances so I'd been the one who'd gone out to work full-time but now because I couldn't work we had no money coming in so making changes for me was in terms of who's going to look after my son when my husband goes back to work. What do I need to do in terms of um, you know, looking after the home, doing the housework? It would be me that would need to sort out things day to day. So as well as my mental health, there were very practical things that I needed to, to start looking at as well. And, and like you've, you've quite rightly said there, Andrea, our life experiences will shape this, <clears throat> excuse me, as, as well, won't it? Like, um, like you said, if you've, if you're a wife and a, a mother, then actually you might be having to be preparing to make changes and make those changes a lot sooner than perhaps yeah. you were, you know, perhaps wanting to, because your family circumstances were kind of dictating it so you know this is really interesting guys because it kind of shows that yes these recovery stages are you know five different stages that are quite kind of common as such but we all experience them in a in a very different way so you know like I've said I prepared to make changes for gosh I don't even dare to think of, of how long I, I stayed here but it's actually what I needed to do you know it was the right thing for me to do at that point in time to to prepare, prepare and make changes and then eventually I could go into the fourth stage which is making changes so Andrew if we stick with you if that's okay so you've kind of talked about how your preparation for these changes was perhaps shorter because of, you know, your your kind of family circumstances. What was it like, you know, making changes when you were trying to to put those things in practice? Okay, it was it was difficult because like all of, all of a sudden we'd got a, a date where my husband could go to work, and so it was then me me kind of taking over everything, waving him off at half past six, taking my son to nursery, being responsible for the food shopping, um, yeah, the day to day running of everything really, plus trying to fit in things for me personally, making changes, you know, so maybe um, going to the beauticians and getting my nails done. I know that sounds extravagant, but mm -hmm. it's self-care is something I'd not practiced for a very long time. Or maybe going out and getting breakfast with one of my friends. Mm -hmm. So it was the things I had to do for other people as well as trying to make those changes for me, get a little bit of exercise, you know, eat a little bit healthier. So a bit of a balance, really. I had yeah. other, other things to consider 
yeah yeah and and like you've said you know it's um it's finding those things what helped you know so so you've said you know going back to things that you would have previously done actually was helpful you know doing something really nice and pampering for yourself getting your nails down it was kind of helpful and again we we kind of find our own ways here don't we in this stage and and how that kind of kind of looks and and Holly what about you when you were you know ready for making those changes what what did that feel like for you yeah so again it was definitely um a combination of things you know one of those things was was seeking therapy for me that was very important and and also be uh, being put on on medication that was right for me um, but it was also very, very small things that made up the bigger picture. So I, I remember one particular time um, when I was walking through town and I walked past the travel shop and I used to do this thing where I would go into a travel shop and just look at travel magazines because I, I love travel. It's one of my passions. And I would go into a travel shop and just look through um, travel magazines, if, even if I wasn't planning on, on going anywhere. Um, and I remember that on this particular day, I, I went in to the travel shop for the first time in, in a really long time and stood there looking through this travel book. And then suddenly I realised that that was something I hadn't done in mm. a really long time because I hadn't had any interest or or any energy to do, to do that. And I think the, the fact that at that point I was doing that again um, was a good sign to me that I was was coming out the other end and starting mm. to feel a lot lot better. Um, yeah and it's a different kind of change as well isn't it so like um, Andrew was saying well actually they're quite similar having said that in terms of you know Andrea's getting back to getting her nails done and going out for breakfast with with her friends and you're kind of looking at well oh I, I'm back in the travel agents having a browse through yeah. the through the catalogs yep. how did that happen without me actually noticing it and it's it's, it's interesting isn't it how um you know some of these stages can like we kind of say naturally change and move into the next one without us actually being consciously kind of aware that we've started to make these change and do these things and you know you kind of sort of mentioned sort of treatment and it was it was just, you know for me it was finally stepping away from the pile of self-help books move away from them Rachel take some of those ideas do something with them but also for me it was accessing you know workshops through the well-being service um and you know taking in the information there and you know sort of doing doing the home practice that they would set for us um and kind of make sort of different changes there but also it was stuff like starting to do new things and and things that perhaps um i wouldn't have considered before so i started to attend the well-being socials um which terrified me <laughs> i can't lie they did um but you know starting to to go through those um and sort of trying sort of different different kind of things there and and like you say none of those changes have to be massive no of course they can not. be not those those small kind of changes that that help us um, and do sort of different things then and and again we may stay at this stage 
for a longer period of time because there's quite a few changes that need to be made or they're all very sort of small ones that need to um need to be done but not all at once you know there can yeah. be the danger yeah. can't they of oh i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna do that and now i'm kind of going back into some of the other stages because i've kind of taken on too much again so yeah thank you both for that so the final stage of the stages of recovery is is all about taking all of these things that we have been through and all of those things that we have learned and kind of integrating them really putting them all together and taking them forward you know with, with the rest of um rest of our lives so um holly i think I'll, I'll kind of sort of stick stick here with you and ask you you know what has this whole experience taught you and brought you in terms of the stuff that you've learned going through your own personal recovery so at this stage you know this was when it was very important a very important stage for me I, I got my own place you know this that was a big part of my recovery was was moving into my own place a place that I could call my own that was my own space and I could invite invite who I wanted into that space that that was really important um getting this job was a big part of of that as well um but I, I think um on, ongoing what I've learned is how important it is for me to make sure that I have things in my life that are important to me and that I'm passionate about so making sure that I'm getting involved in, in my performing arts and making sure that I, I travel when, when I can, of course, mm -hmm. and um, just making sure that I'm, I'm staying true to myself um, and, and also knowing that I've, I've been through that difficult period in, in my life. I've now got new skills and techniques that I didn't have before. So what, what that means is that I never I'm never going to go back. I can only move forwards. And that doesn't mean that I'm not going to have a bad day or a bad week or even a bad month. But what it means is that I can move forward knowing that I have these tools and techniques to manage those difficult times. And I know myself so much better now. I know what I need. And, and what I don't need is knowing what you don't need is also very important. It's equally as important, isn't it? Right? Yes. When you kind of go, well, I tried I tried doing that. That didn't actually help. Or when people do this, it, it, it doesn't help. And, you know, you, you're quite hot, right, Holly. We, we go through these stages of recovery. That's not to say that, you know, at some point we might sort of cycle back. You know, we, we might yeah. have to go back into uh, making changes because actually we've learned something from, you know, the person that we're growing into that, you know, we do need to make some tweaks. or We yes. might need to, to prepare and, and because something else has, has come up. Up. you know life has thrown us a curved ball and we, we need to sort of go back and you know learn some different things but yeah it's, it's kind of like you said always moving forwards you know even though sometimes that might be a bit sideways or we might need to sort of stand still for a bit you know yes. our recovery stories show us that we've we've been here We've been here, we've got stuff that we can use, we can sort of, yeah, like you say, sort of continually sort of move forward and, and grow. And, and Andrew, what about yourself, you know, so in terms of putting all the things together that your experience of, of recovery has kind of shown you? Okay, well, much the same as, as the, the things that Holly said, Rachel, you know, uh, 
you know, for me, work was was a massive part of this, uh, being able to hold down a job again um, and keeping things manageable, I suppose, is a big thing for me. Only doing doing things that I know are not going to push me over the edge. So, you know, do something, do something. Um, if I need to take small steps, take small steps. Don't overload myself. Um, I think being being around the right kinds of people, being around supportive people, knowing that um, that I can go to someone if I want to talk things through, sharing how I'm feeling, they're they're quite big things for me. Um, and I've I've also worked out that exercise helps me a great deal as well, and healthy eating and the self care. So doing a little bit of everything that I know keeps me well, really. And and for me, it's kind of looking back and you know not focusing on oh dear that was a terrible time mm. of my life and you know because you know I, I can't acknowledge you know it, it, that it wasn't because it, mm. it was it was horrible but also knowing that I've been through that I've come through that I've come through it stronger um I've you know I've grown as a person and it's given me some you know some interesting experiences but but also you know those those kind of life tools and techniques that will actually like Holly said you know when those wobbles come along will help me to deal with them and manage them and if I need to go through those stages again then I'll go through those stages again you know I've experienced them and it's then it's it's absolutely okay and you know and I think we've kind of realized that whilst there are elements within our recovery journeys that are similar there are also things that are quite different as well isn't it Andrew and Holly and yeah, it's absolutely kind of, yeah kind of interesting how you know how that kind of looks you know and, and how we can stay at those stages for for different sort of periods of time as well so yeah like we said recovery is a journey and it won't always be a straightforward pathway recovery is very personal to you so in terms of today's podcast we've looked at the stages of recovery and Andrea and Holly have very kindly shared their peer support experience um, examples of going through those stages so thank you guys for that today Our next podcast will be looking at the importance of sharing stories and lived experience in recovery. And you can find more information on recovery in today's podcast notes. And if you're thinking listening to this today that you'd like to self-refer to the wellbeing service, you can do so via our website or over the telephone. And again, if you're currently having treatment within the wellbeing service and would like to have peer support, then please do speak to your therapist who can make the referral for you. So Andrea, myself and Holly would like you uh, would like to sorry, thank you for listening and um, for joining us this afternoon. And we hope that you'll be able to join us again for our next podcast, which, like I say, will be on the importance of sharing stories and lived experience in recovery. So I'll say goodbye. Goodbye. And I'll let Andrea and Holly say goodbye as well. Goodbye, everybody. And thanks ever so much for listening. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. listening please do subscribe it's free and means the podcast will automatically download every fortnight do rate and review our podcast and follow our social media accounts they're all in the show notes and more than anything look after yourself